Welcome to At Home with Danae and Marisa, Uncorking Seattle Area Real Estate. We'll uncork the tips and tricks behind the bustling real estate scene in the greater Seattle area. I'm Danae, your mortgage lender. And I'm Marisa, your real estate broker. And together, we're your go-to guides for navigating the ever-changing landscape of buying and selling homes. Join us as we pour insight, share tips, and raise a glass to the exciting journey of buying and selling in the heart of the Pacific Northwest. Here we are. Yes. We missed last week. We did. Sickness coming over. It's that time of year. <sighs> My gosh. With kids. Yeah. Croup. Oh. Then um, sinus infections for three of us. And then pink eye. Don't then... recommend. Yeah. And then my husband got sick on Friday. He just got. Okay. Yep. But you got to get away from everyone. I got to get away from everyone. I went to Montana to visit my grandparents. Um, I'm from Montana, which yep. we talked about. Yeah. So it was good to see them. They're, they're doing okay. My grandpa has leukemia. Ooh. So grandma is really frail. And anyway, I just, I wanted to go spend some time with them because yeah. you just don't know how long you have with them. 100%. It's really fun though. My, my grandpa and I on Saturday, we played Mexican train for about okay. two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> so Love it. That was really fun. And then this is kind of funny, but like, I really wanted to teach him Monopoly deal. Have you played that card game? Like once, but yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. It's like game. quicker. It's and... like 20 minutes and yeah. you're done. Yep. So I kind of like start teaching him and then we're about five minutes in and he goes, Reese, this ain't it. <laughs> That's my nickname, Reese. Love it. Yeah. So, and then he took a nap. So <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Anyway. So. Um, we'll dive into a bit more, but why don't we start with. Yeah. With the, the wine of the week. The wine of the week. So I picked from Barrage Cellars, which is, I'm a member at, love them. Bonnie and Kevin are the owners. Okay. And they have a um, grandson that lives with them. Okay. So they actually just, I believe they just released another, like a luxury wine named oh. after their grandson. Okay. I think his name is Decker. So okay. anyway, I haven't tried it yet, but I love their, their wine. So this is a 2019 mm. double barrel Red Mountain Cabernet Sauvignon. Where is their tasting room? Their tasting room is in the, is it in industrial district? Warehouse district? It, the warehouse district. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So warehouse district, um, they have a huge, whoa, they have a huge, um, tasting room. So definitely go check them out. They're only open on the weekends. Okay. So I feel like most of the warehouse district, some of them are open yeah, I guess during no, the week. One, some of yeah. them are. Yeah. But they do like, um, they do really, really fun, like, release parties with, like, barbecue. Oh, awesome. and... Wasn't this the first winery you remember of? Is that accurate? Maybe. Okay. I can't remember. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> so, let's Beautiful. have a glass. Yeah. For you first. You want, like, a half glass? Mm, that's perfect. Yeah, let's do a little half glass. Mm, good smell. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. That's that's really good. It's, I know. It has some like tannins, mm -hmm. some dryness, and then mm -hmm. sweetness, and then it like goes back to dry. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's like a is that what you would call a full bodied wine? No, no, okay. no, I don't know. 
I don't, this, I don't know this stuff. This is it's <laughs> it's a it's a big body, but it's not a. Yeah. Um, That's really good. Yeah, it's good though. Mm-hmm. Super good. So, anyway, that was my weekend. What did you do? Um, Friday was my brother's birthday. Ooh, happy so birthday, brother! We, yeah, we went out to my parents' house. They live out on the lake in Snohomish. That's right. Um. So we actually went out there on Friday night, stayed the night there. Cool. Helped my dad, both my parents with some stuff. Yep. Um, or I should say my husband helped him with a bunch mm-hmm. of outside stuff. And then hung out there all day Saturday, made some tamales Ooh, um, for his birthday. And then uh, went back home and hosted a Super Bowl party. I heard you had like 25 people at your house. Yep, between adults Sunday. and kids. Uh-huh. So it was it was fun. Yeah, that's good. We have we've really set up our house yeah, to house be able awesome. to host and we have huge TV and then a bar with another, like, so it's just like mm-hmm. kids can go wild. So everyone's like, you guys mm-hmm. have the perfect house. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm jealous of your basement. <laughs> I really am. Thanks. It's pretty awesome. So, um, we did yeah. not watch the Super Bowl. My husband couldn't figure out what channel it was on. Oh. And then it was like, whatever at this point, let's yeah. just let it go. I feel like I, when you're hosting a party or even at a party, yeah, I didn't watch the game. Oh, yeah. Because you're, you're probably, talking to people yeah. and, you know, the there's only so much, like, couch room. And unless I'm, like, uh-huh. sitting on a couch, like, right in front watching right. the TV, I'm like. Yeah. Who are yeah. you rooting for? Probably the Chiefs just because I don't like the 49ers. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, T-Swift's boyfriend. <laughs> not a huge Swift. Not, not, not a Swifty, but not a. I'm the same. Yeah. I'm the same. I My like daughter. her. I respect her. Oh, absolutely. She's but, a boss babe. Like, yeah. yeah. My daughter is obsessed with her. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I support it. Uh, I think she's, I think she's, Usher like, was amazing. I saw a little bit of the snippets and I was like, that was pretty cool. The roller skating <laughs> part, like, what in the world? Also, her. Yeah. The guitar solo. Like, I was surprised that she didn't sing. She's an incredible singer. So I we, don't really know her that. Yeah, so I didn't know her either. So we went to the Coldplay concert last okay. fall, and she was the opener for Coldplay. Oh. oh, my word. I was blown away. She's an incredible guitarist, huh. incredible singer. Her music is, like, very um, very complex, okay. if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I'm a musical person. And okay. it's like, you listen to it, and you're like, holy cow, there's a lot going on there. Huh. That's really cool. But, like, yeah. I was like, go her. Yes. Yeah. I definitely feel old. The fact that the halftime uh-huh. shows are now completely targeted to us. They are targeted <laughs> to us millennials. Yep. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I kind of love it. Yeah. It makes it that much more fun. <laughs> yeah. All of our kids were dancing around. Uh-huh. It was chaos, but nice. it was great. <laughs> um, awesome. So diving into everything, yep. uh, this week we are talking about kind of the negotiating offer mm-hmm. submitting. So very heavy into your world I feel like everything we do is very tied together but a lot of the times it's this person and then it gets passed off and then it goes it kind of is this back and forth um and so this one's really going to be targeted towards towards that type of stuff so um to kind of recap last week we went over pre-approval process Mm -hmm. talked about getting as you guys are shopping, getting updated numbers to get updated of rates and um, uh, specific taxes and all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Um, kind of like teeing up for getting ready to see up. Offer. So yeah. you guys go visit a bunch of homes. They mm-hmm. find one that they're like, I want to make an offer on that one. Yep. Where does what it happen? What yeah. happens from yeah. there? 
So this is step three of my four-step buyer process. So basically what we're going to do is, you know, we talked about getting the seller documents. We talked about me doing a CMA. What we're going to do is we're going to sit down um, either in person or I, I do like to use Zoom. Ever since COVID, it's just yeah. like Zoom is well, Zoom is clutch. Well, it's easier too, especially oh like being goodness. being a mom. It's I have a yeah. seven thirty pre approval yeah. meeting tonight. That it's just like yeah. I. It's easier for them. It's easier for me. Absolutely. I can do it. I can't meet in person. At, yeah. Unless it's a off case. Like I mean, it's like just I can I can do either, but I definitely prefer Zoom now. So exactly. it's just really nice, and then I can share my screen and. Yeah, just go over things so much easier. So um, that way we're not like in each other's spaces. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's been really nice. Um, so anyway, we'll usually spend about 90 minutes to about two hours going over. So reviewing any questions that you might have about the seller documents, about the CMA. Um, and then what we're going to do is we're going to go through the purchase and sale agreement. Um, so a couple of different like paths that you could go. One is if it's not competitive, of course, I want to put in every single contingency in your offer, right? If it's competitive, then um, I do have a Google form that I have buyers fill out, and it's diff it's 16 different ways you can make your offer more competitive. Okay. It doesn't have to do with price necessarily, but there's definitely different ways that you can make your offer stronger. So goes through that. Um, so there's you know two different paths. I don't want to get too far in the weeds on the competitive offer scenario, but I do have a plan for that. Yep. But let's just say this is a generic offer where we're including all the contingencies. I I can do Cliff Notes style where I'm like summarizing each paragraph of the purchase and sale agreement. Or if you want, I can read through it and kind of explain to you in layman's terms what that means. But it's just really important to me that you understand what you're signing yep. before you click, 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 click. Yep. Um, that way we can dialogue about the pros and cons of that. Yeah, exactly. So, because I want you to feel super confident when you're signing that offer and submitting it, that you understand what you signed and submit something that you feel confident in. So. Yeah, because if you're waiving contingencies, yeah, the contingencies are a part of the purchase and sale agreement for your protection. Correct. They protect your earnest money specifically. Yep. So yep. if you're waiving them, it's not always a bad idea. No. But if you're waiving them, you need to know why. Yeah. You and you need to, know, need to know the risk. And you need to know the risk. You need to know that there is a time frame that could potentially, well, I mean, if you're writing an offer with contingencies, there are time frames that kick off. Regardless uh, if they're waived Correct. Or not. If yeah. they're waived, you're basically doing your due diligence before offering on a property. Yep. So think of like a competitive offer as you're doing due diligence before you offer. A non-competitive offer, you get to secure the property and then you get to do your due diligence after the seller accepts your offer. So obviously that's more advantageous for everyone. Yep. Um, so anyway, we'll go through that. We'll get your offer finalized. I'll submit it to the listing agent. Um, if they come back and they counter on something, Typically, you have two business days uh, to counter back or accept the seller's terms, that sort of thing. Typically, it's like we, we figure out what's going to happen like within a day. Yeah. But that's typically how that works. It just depends on the, the time frame. Um, but we, we go through the counteroffer scenario. And I mean, a lot of times the seller will accept your offer. But sometimes if a seller is like, you know, I need a specific close date or, hey, I need this specific price because I am contingent on selling my property to buy this other property, then we talk through that. And you don't have to accept their offer, their counter offer. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times the power is in the buyer's court um, in Especially a non-competitive scenario. Yeah. 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 So 
submit that. Let's say that we, we agree on terms. So seller agrees on the terms, buyer agrees on the terms. It has to be in writing <laughs> for it to be official. There's no such thing as a verbal offer. Um, that's just not, that's a handshake agreement is not an agreement yes. in real estate. There, there can be verbal offers, but it, yep. in order for it to be official. It has to be in writing. Everything has to be in writing in real estate. So what happens is... You're, you're signing. It is a legal yep. contract oh, yeah. document. And I yep. think that's what some, you know, they think they're just selling whatever that mm -hmm. it's like, oh, no, 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 no. It has, it has to all be oh, yeah. laid everything's, out. And... Everything's in writing. Um, this is one of the big, biggest purchases of your life. So yeah. let's, let's make it official. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so um, once the seller and buyer agree on terms, that is what's called mutual acceptance. So mutual acceptance, you and the seller agree on the terms. That basically timestamps when your contingencies kick off. So mutual acceptance is day zero. Now, funny thing in real estate terms, um, anything that is a contingency five days or less is in business days. Anything okay. over five days is in calendar days. Okay. So important distinction there. Yeah. Now, that's, that's my job as an agent to keep track of that. But yeah. based on when your mutual acceptance is, um, I'm going to loop in my transaction concierge. She's going to get a timeline going just to let you know, hey, this is when this is due by. Um, and then, of course, I keep track of making sure your earnest money is deposited, usually within two to three business days of mutual acceptance. Um, and then we just go through each of the contingencies. Yeah. Um, and at that point, that's when you also send the contract, yep, send the contract to the lender. To yep. And we kick off. We'll go through that next, pretty much that whole right. process next episode. Yep. But that's when we kick off that, totally. which coordinates with the contingencies yep. as well. Exactly. So I'll kind of cover... I'm going to cover just like two of the major contingencies, I think. And then I want you next week to kind of go over the finance contingencies yep. piece of it. But the main contingency, if it's a non-competitive situation, is the inspection contingency. Um, it can last typically up to 10 days. So that would be calendar days. Now, if I put in five days for an inspection contingency, that's business days. Okay. So if I wrote in five days on your inspection form or your inspection addendum, that is going to be five business days. So let's say that we got in contract to, um, today, which is when this is released, Thursday. We would have until next Thursday to okay. do our inspection and submit your final, or not your final inspection response, but your inspection response. So you need to be, because if you did seven days, yep. it would still be next Thursday, right? Correct. But if it was four days, it would be next Wednesday. Yeah. If it was eight days, okay. it would be next Friday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I actually don't know if I knew that. Oh, you did it. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I usually, with all of those days, I usually just, I read through them and I, and we, we're, you know, we get things going right away. Mm -hmm. that, so we don't push up against them. Yeah. But I usually rely because you guys know the ins and outs of the contract. Right. I rely on I'll, whoever's mm -hmm. the agent. Hey, what's the date on this? So I don't, yep. I don't think I actually knew that. Yeah, I, I would be really curious to find out why the attorneys decided that business days versus calendar days. I'm real curious about that. We we have certain like waiting period contingencies that some are okay, so, and it, it has to a lot of ours has to do with like mailing days. Okay, and when documents like the loan estimate stuff like that and initial disclosures, mm -hmm. and so it's 
it's really confusing because it's like yeah. some are business days. Sure. Some include Saturdays. Uh-huh. Some are just days. Right. Some include some holidays. So, and it's uh-huh. like. Yeah, it's overwhelming. It's like, <laughs> But like, don't don't worry about that. Yes. As a buyer, we got you. We, that's like, what this we're is, here for. This is our job to know those time frames because if I mess up on that, you could potentially lose your earnest money. Yes. I've yet to lose someone's earnest money in yes, my I, same almost here. 10 years, so that's great. Yep. Um, so that's our job. So don't worry about that too much. We got you. We're, we're going to let you know when things are due by. Yes, so just rely exactly. on us for that. Yeah. So um, let's say that we have a five-day inspection, right? So And today's Thursday, so we need to get your inspection done. Um, you you want to hire a uh, third-party inspector to come out, tell you what's wrong with the house, give you a full report. I mean, it's a 35, 40 page document that tells you everything that's wrong with the property. With that information, there's basically one of three ways that we can go about your inspection response. One is, or actually there's four ways. (laughs) One is accept, move forward to closing. Two is ask for additional inspections. So there's actually a little paragraph after the inspection that says that you are allowed to do additional inspections. So for example, if the inspector said, hey, you need to have a roofer come out and evaluate this, we could use that X amount of days in the additional inspections to have a roofer come out and evaluate it for you. Can you extend, like if if you get the inspection and your Mm -hmm. expense and you get it back on Wednesday. Sure. Can you, there was a roof needed, can you extend the inspection contingency timeline? No. Okay, no. so you got to get it done in a day. You got to get it done. So in that case, if I got the report back Wednesday, I would be reaching out to roofers immediately trying to get someone out. So what I would do is I would actually wait till Thursday and submit your inspection response and tick the box that says additional inspections requested. That adds X amount of days, typically oh, okay. three business days. Okay. So, it to your, so it extends your ability to submit your formal response. Okay. So if, for example, the additional inspection was three days and I submitted your, your request for additional inspections Thursday, we would have until Tuesday okay. at 9 p.m. Everything expires at 9 p.m. in the real estate world um, to submit that. Okay. So that's that's second piece that you could go with. Okay. Third is you can request purchase price reduction, credits. You could re- request repairs. Um, and that sort of thing to try and negotiate things that came up on the inspection. Now, really important thing is I cannot submit the inspection report to the listing agent or to the seller. If we do that, we actually waive your inspection contingency and you are agreeing to move forward. Oh, So that was kind of a new rule that happened in the last two to three years. And I used to literally just submit the inspection response with the report and be like, hey, Here's everything that's wrong with your house. We're asking for why. Do you know why? I think it's because it puts the seller in a corner of like, hey, now they have all this material proof of what's wrong with your home. And now they're kind of cornered to like have to fix things or give the buyer credits or this sort of thing. And then if the buyer walks away, it's almost kind of like blackmail almost Mm, if you think about it. Okay. Um, then if the buyer walks away because the seller refused to do what the buyer demanded, then the seller now has to disclose all of that information to the next buyer. Okay. So they're trying to keep the playing field, I think, fair for both sides. 
Now we can certainly request like, hey, if the roof needs to get replaced, I can write in the contract um, seller to either credit us X amount of dollars for the attached invoice for a new roof or, um, you know, seller to replace the roof prior to closing, like that sort of thing. We can certainly talk, like do that. Yeah. The seller then can counter if they want to. So they have typically three business days to counter back on a request for repairs, credits, purchase price reduction. And then the buyer basically has one of three options. They can accept that, they can reject it, keep their earnest money, walk away, or they can try and go back and forth. I really don't like to get to that point because then if we can't come to an agreement, the buyer is actually choosing to go forward, even if we can't come to agreement with the seller. So I really try really hard to get Can that. Can you explain that a yeah, little bit yeah. more? Yeah, so basically we have kind of one shot to get the seller to do something for the buyer. So say I'm the buyer, you're yes, the seller. Yeah. I get an inspection yep. response back. I say I want, I'm just going to use simple, simple. Mm -hmm. yeah. roof's bad, I want $10,000 credit. Sure. I give that to you. Mm -hmm. You say, no, I only want to give you five. Sure. I want to say, no, I really want the 10 or I want to get close to it. So I want the eight. So I give that mm -hmm. back to you. You don't accept that. You don't like that. I am, ex I, I then have to move forward. Is that what you're saying? So let's back up. So okay. there's, uh, so there's three sections on the inspection response form. One is the buyer's initial request. Two is the seller's response. Three is the buyer's response. That's it. Okay. So you're requesting 10K from me in that yep. top section. Yep. Second, I'm countering to you and saying, no, I'll only offer you five. Bottom portion of that is your response. Do you accept that? Do you reject that? Walk away. Okay. Or do you try to get more from me? You okay. can, but it says there, if we can't come to an agreement, you are choosing to move forward. Okay. What I try to do as an agent is I try to verbally get on the same page. I think most do. Before that seller right, response down, right. comes back. Yeah. Because if I need to amend something or something like that, I want to do that before we get to that point. And at most the agents of that will, inspection. most listings agents and whatever will have a conversation with you on the phone. Absolutely. It's not full yeah. writing. Just it's not everything is, yeah, everything is in writing, right? Yes. But especially for that inspection, I really, really, really want to try and get everything on my, my buyer's request form yep. completed. Now there definitely have been, I would say probably a half a dozen times in my career that we just couldn't come to an agreement. And it honestly was in my buyer's best interest to walk away. Mm -hmm. And they had that option and they, and they got their earnest yep. money back. Now, you know, I'd say that's few and far between, but that's typically how that inspection goes okay. or that inspection contingency goes. So. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's the big one. There's also, um, I'll just touch briefly on like two other ones. Form 17 is the seller disclosure statement there. We kind of touched on that, I think on the second episode, yeah. but it's basically a six page um, document that the seller is required to give to the buyer per Washington state law of everything that they know about the property during their ownership. Okay. That is typically a three business day review period for the buyer. Um, you are certainly using your inspection to verify quite a lot of their answers. You're also using the title report to also verify their answers. So if there's easements, if there's liens, if there's, you know, things on there like encroachments or something like that. So that title 
contingency is also something that we would kind of talk about too. That's not a walk away contingency unless there's a cloud on title. And I don't, I don't want to get too far in the weeds on that, but we definitely have a title officer review the report with you, make sure that everything looks good on there. Yeah. So. Well, if there's anything major on title, uh-huh. we can't close the loan. Correct. So it's like yes. a... It, there literally is in the purchase and sale agreement, a it's called condition of title. And if the seller cannot convey clean title to the buyer, the sale does not go through yep. and the buyer receives their earnest money back. Yep. So that's kind of good. Good yeah. peace of mind. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's basically, so once we're past those inspection contingencies, the other contingencies, um, what we do is a week prior to closing, we do what's called a final walkthrough. So we go back to the home and make sure it's in the same condition as when the buyer initially viewed it. So check that the dishwasher is working. There's no holes in the walls that need to get patched. Make sure the seller is actually moving out. Um, <laughs> So we, we definitely want to make sure that like things are in working order because the contract does say that if something breaks, the seller does need to fix it with like or better quality before closing. So definitely work on that together. Um, you know, it's fun too for the buyer to go out and measure yeah, and get ready, you know, for all get the... ready for moving in and that sort of thing. Um, so that is basically kind of in escrow from mutual acceptance to escrow to closing kind of my side of things on step three. Yep. Now, next week, we will talk about step four, which is closing. Yep. And a lot of that is you. And And a lot of that goes overlaps during all this whole time period. But that's where my hands are back on it and and all that type of stuff to really go through the whole financing process. We need final approval. And often that is within about a week before closing. Yeah, that that gets finalized. Yep. So we will talk about that next week. Yeah, perfect. Anything else you think we need to touch on for that in offer or in us? No, period? I don't think so. I think I think the contingencies are the biggest thing on your yep. side of it. And that's what you all you navigate during. The, I feel like in escrow that my hands are on it the most because mm-hmm. yep. they they need to figure out how to pay for the right, house. And right. that's where the loan comes in. Um, and so you're just kind of managing those timelines and then everything mm-hmm. else is really in the lender's court and making totally. sure that loan gets done on time to get the money there on time. Yeah. So, cool. Well, cool. I think that's it for for this round. Yeah. So. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining us on another episode of At Home with Danae and Marisa Uncorking Seattle Area Real Estate. If you enjoyed our Uncorked Insights and want to stay connected, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Until next time, here's to finding your dream home and making every space truly your own. Cheers.